Here we are now, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Hardly Millennial Podcast, where we are young, dumb, and full of... Opinions. Opinions. Ladies and gentlemen, just opinions. And today should be chop full of opinions, because we have a fun little subject. Oh, Adam Hansen, Matthew Lynn, <gasps> yes. everyone knows it. They're, they're sick of it, don't we're worry. The, we're those people, it's guys. Fine. One day they're going to be, they're going to hear two people that aren't us at all, and they're going to be like, what the fuck? What's going on? What's yeah, happening? that's Adam. I'm Matthew. What's B- up? BT dubs. So today we have a very fun subject to talk about. Today we're talking about conspiracy theories. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Like in general or specifically? Or well, does it matter? I don't think it matters in general. Oh, yes. I I feel like I have a few written down. I have a lot written down, actually, some of the popular conspiracy theories. But what will probably end up happening is we'll probably get stuck on one and then. Okay, I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, dude, conspiracy theories. Is there a particular um, conspiracy theory that you know of that you want to start with that well, you have opinions on? I, I was going to kind of address that from the top here. Just let we should let the people know if we're conspiracy theory people or not, right? Touché. So myself, um, you know, as Matthew, I never really used to believe in conspiracy theories, uh-huh. and I kind of gave it away there with the word "used to." Uh-huh. Um, as I'm getting older, I'm just starting to see how easy it is to. Um, for a person to manipulate the world around them. True. And it makes me more and more skeptical every year. I feel and you. Some of these th- theories that people come up with, man, they're uh some of them are pretty solid. So for me, it's always some of them I believe, some of them I don't. Some of them I think are just really like okay, you're stretching for that. And so I think it's always dependent on the, you know, air quote proof that they have for a right some of some yeah. some of the stuff that can be that the proof that's presented i'm the like evidence the, yeah the, the, evidence. the evidence there you go some of the evidence that's presented i'm like okay that's kind of fishy like i could see that being a thing that's weird and then there are other pieces of evidence that people give and it's like okay, either a these people obviously have no fucking clue how this works whatever it is and two, even if they did, the evidence that they're presenting is so fucking like vague or minuscule where it's like, okay, you're stretching here. Well, I think everyone's favorite conspiracy theory, or at least the one that everyone knows about, uh-huh. would be like UFOs, like aliens, right? Yes. Is that that's total that's a conspiracy theory. Until yeah. there's some scientific evidence, it's just a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Well, it's it's not even so much conspiracy. I don't know if the opinion of whether or not they exist or not is conspiracy, but the co- real conspiracy is: Does our government know that they exist? Are they hiding oh, true. them? Like area, area. What is that? Area fifty one. Fifty one. Yeah. So, d- did aliens actually crash here in the fifties? Are they visiting? So, dude, what do you think? Do you think that they got aliens in the mountain and shit? So, there's a mountain in Area fifty one. Yeah, I didn't just make that up. <laughs> so let me first start off by saying that. I do believe that there are aliens, that there is extraterrestrial life. I believe okay. with all the stars and galaxies and planets that exist in our universe, it'd be very you know, outlandish for there not to be. Okay. Now, some of them we may not ever speak with. Some of them maybe down the line we will. But as far as the government actually having like alien bodies and stuff like that, I mean... I want that to be true. Do you? Personally as Why? Adam. Why do you want that to be true? I don't know. I Is just, that terrifying? It's, it, to me, it's not terrifying because if something was going to happen with it, I feel like it would have happened by now if if we did have bodies or something. Uh, possibly. <sighs> but do we actually? Probably not. Really? Yeah. Dude, if anybody's got them, it's the government. Yeah. If anybody has them, you're right. It's the government. But... I think that the government is the aliens. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I mean, let me explain for a second. So they're real people, obviously. They're human beings. They're right. not from another planet. But I think that when people have sightings of aliens, uh-huh. they are sighting the government doing something. Yes. Uh, some kind of testing or some kind of... Not even necessary military all the time. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that all they do is make weapons all day long. Right. But we do put a lot of fucking money into mm-hmm. making weapons all day long. Oh, yeah. So... 
yes, someone's probably going to see a glimpse of some of them every now and then. Well, and that's why you can get these like consistent stories sometimes. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what it is. So I believe the the first big instance of the alien craze was probably the Ros, Roswell, New Mexico, right? That you know where there was I definitely heard of that. So the whole thing with there was back in the fifties, an alien ship or a UFO, something crash landed and the government came and started to collect parts and there were nearby farmers and uh people who lived in the area who were able to like you know witness this and they've had interviews with them about oh government officials came to my house and asked if i saw anything and like that's a perfect example of what you were saying in regards to a lot of it a lot of the ufos are just the government Whereas back then, people were like, oh, it was a UFO. These were parts I never saw before. But really, it was probably the government with some advanced technology for the time that they were testing. It crashed. It's confidential stuff. Yeah, and then they stuff. got out there real quick to go pick it yeah, up. So nobody found it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, So it's more likely to be that than... So how come aliens only visit uh, the United States of America? How come, like, Africa doesn't have, like, UFO sightings? And- I... Why do they only go to westernized countries? I don't think that's true. I think there's plenty of sightings in other countries. And I think even with, I know there's been a few in China that you've, I've seen video footage of. Not westernized, but still more civilized. You're you're right. Not, not westernized, but I think maybe the reason why that is, is because maybe in third world countries, there's something a little more people are worrying about than, you know, what's up in the sky. Than being abducted. You know, but I think those cases do still happen. But what's different in westernized societies is we have more of a means and more of a luxury to report on those things. Whereas like maybe in third world countries that maybe have these sightings or somebody has these experiences, it's not so much of, it's just a, you're a fucking crazy person. I'm, I'm too busy worrying about getting shot to worry about your fucking abduction story. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I just, because I think the I feel like happen. detriment is detriment. If it, if yeah. it's a danger, it's going to be on the top of the list no matter where you are. True. Like, but I also think a lot of the UFO sightings, even that you see here in Westernized society, is very fake. And I've even seen a few videos that have taken these famous photographs or videos and have tried to recreate them, and they're able to. And there was a specific one I remember I watched. I think there was a show that was on years ago called Factor Fiction. And it was literally people that took these viral videos of these sightings of monsters, whatever it was. In this case, it was UFOs. And then they go out to that area and try to see if they can figure out what it actually was or if they can recreate it. And there was a famous black and white UFO picture that somebody took like outside of their car. And it was a very clearly this saucer-shaped object that was in the sky and it was a very clear picture and they were and this was regarded as one of the you know top ufo sightings in the uh, world at that point at least in our country yeah and so they took that photograph went out to the same area where it was taken i think they talked to maybe not the person who took it but their grandson or something like that and they tried to recreate it by literally throwing like a top hat in the air Oh, and no. and just the angle and everything was right because they almost took an exact replica picture really of it and it was like once you saw the hat picture side by side with the other one it was like oh this is clearly a hat that was like thrown up in the air and just the right angle looked like it was a flying saucer in the air dude if there was aliens they would people would see more of them. Yeah. It would be, I mean, come on. They're not that good at hiding. Well, that's the conspiracy. The conspiracy is our government knows they exist, that our government is in contact with them. And the reason why they don't do this is because there's whatever agreement <laughs> maybe between they're, the two. Maybe they're like your ghost theory. How, not, not to get off track too much, but Adam has this theory that, that, that maybe there's not ghosts. Maybe there's just little monsters or little creatures that live in nature naturally (laughs) and they're just the most excellent hiders that have like they just evolved to hide it's possible so they move shit and they open stuff and they follow you around and hear footsteps and noises and shit but you never see them because they're just evolved to hide perfectly yeah it was maybe it's like that with the aliens possibly there are people who argue (laughs) that aliens are time travelers too that's a theory out there that they're just us from the future that come back to collect data or why wouldn't they fuck with stuff? Why wouldn't they try to change things? 
I don't know. Maybe they've evolved to a point where they realize they can't, or I don't know what what it would be. Those are the theories, though. Maybe a long time ago, mm-hmm. like back in ancient days, we got more advanced than we thought we did, and we blasted off and made a colony on another celestial body. Uh-huh. And then the shit went down on Earth. There was an ice age or whatever, and we lost all our technology, right? Uh-huh. And we lost contact with them, but they remember us, Ooh. and they keep trying to come back to like enlighten us. Maybe that's what it is. There's well, a new theory for it. I just invented a theory. Well, I think there's the there are theories that these old civilizations, like specifically the Egyptian civilization, where you know, there's there's this, the pyramids are really rocket ships. Not that they're rocket ships, but that the way that they were able to make them was technology given by like celestial beings that came down. The reason why they were an advanced civilization is because they had help. Well have you heard of mana? No. What's mana? Well, most people know of mana as like your magic in video games, right? Right. right. But actually, I believe that I'm calling it the right thing. I believe I'm calling mana is the right thing. It was supposed to be this, um, like machine or oh. or something given to mankind way back in the day by a universal being that uh-huh. created food. That was the it would just it created like non-stop food out of hardly anything. Like you could put dirt in it and it would create food. Okay. It was it was called the mana machine. Have you ever heard of that? No. Never at never. all. Yeah, it was like uh it was supposedly it was like given to people when we were ancient people and it's what kept us alive and So how do we know about this and why aren't there any more? Uh, well, that's why it's a theory. But like what caused that theory? Was it like something oh, that somebody saw in like ancient texts or something? So for some or... reason, algae is coming to mind when I'm talking about this. I'm okay. sure there's a viewer out there who can put this all together. Uh-huh. But something about when we started to make food out of algae, when that uh-huh. science started to become more popular, I think that's where the theory of you could have this machine that made endless food out of like anything. Interesting. Maybe that. I, I think. I think those are loosely connected. Well, fuck, we need to get that again. I don't then. actually know. <laughs> I have no idea. There's also a theory that going off the UFO and alien stuff that there once was a civilization on Mars, an advanced civilization, and then once that planet, whatever happened to the planet Mars, greenhouse effect, whatever it was that caused people to 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 cause the planet to be uh, uninhabitable, right? The civilization in Mars traveled to Earth. Oh, we're actually the second step. We're not the first step. Yeah, exactly. But there's no evidence on Mars because the the planet just died. But the, all the people came here, and that's kind of the theory of what Atlantis was. Atlantis was this colony of beings. What from do you Mars. think about Atlantis, dude? What do you think about? It? Because listen, I've heard some things about Atlantis that I almost kind of believe in it. Okay, what have you heard? Well, like, so they think they know where it is. They well, there's lots of they's who think that they know where it is all over right. the place. But like specifically, I've heard. More of the recent ones are there's this swamp somewhere. Okay. And like, I don't know, this somewhere. place where people don't go very often because they can't get, what the fuck ever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> there's a swamp somewhere, and Atlantis is under that swamp. Okay. Um, but like, they can't drain the swamp to find it, but they found like artifacts around there that are more advanced than they should be. And right. I, I don't know. Yeah. So I think it's like Garden of Eden kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. I think that. There was a place on Earth at one time uh-huh. that was like America is now. Okay. So we would be like Atlantis, okay? A place where the technology was further ahead than anyone else around them. But not necessarily, like, I don't think they had robots and machinery no, no, and shit. No. I really don't Just think Just society so. in general but for that time. compared to everyone around them, uh-huh. they achieved a level where they could kick anyone's ass. Right. Like, like just like we did. It's, it's a thing that can happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? America is way advanced compared to anyone else. Yeah. At least if we want to be. Um, <laughs> so I do think that, like, there was a place like that. And through the ages, it got fantasized and turned into, like, this... You know, fairy tale place. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what the origin of Atlantis is, or why like Atlantis is even a thing in in general. But Atlantis. I don't think anyone knows. I think it's a long lost, just dark a long secret. lost story, right? I don't think anyone will ever know. Yeah, because if to, someone knows, tell us. Yeah, please. Because <laughs> <laughs> the theory of Atlantis is, I look at that the same way as with the governments and the UFO, it's like, I'd really like to believe that Atlantis, what 
was and is a thing as far as just a lost city, but I just don't think so. Too many of the things that I've seen about Atlantis, the people who hunt for the city, the lost mm-hmm. city, they remind me a lot of the people who hunt for, like, the Sasquatch, right, for Bigfoot. And if it was such a great advanced fucking civilization and city, like, we'd find something, right? Yeah. There'd be a gate poking up. There'd be, like, something right. would be somewhere so, to I mean, show us. Yeah, and the argument is that, what, that it's underwater or something like that, right? Right, of course. So it's... I mean, so I guess it's still possible. We have there's you know ninety percent of our ocean we've never even you know touched yet, but at the same time it's like come on. A You're city... telling me there was a civilization so advanced that it could move between planets, and we and it's so lost now right. that no one can find any trace exactly. of it. Exactly. No yeah. way. No exactly. fucking way. There would be debris in space. There would be something there, showing. Yeah. There were, exactly. There would garbage be wrappers. Something. something. Come on. Like, and even so, it's like, I almost feel like the point is almost mute now because Atlantis, they believe, was one of the oldest civilizations, right? Like, super, super old. So even if this thing did go into the water, like, I feel like you'd have whatever they used to make, you know, whatever their buildings were, it's become so corroded and so broken down over the years and pressure of water that you're just not going to find anything anyway. At least I, I think so. I don't so. know. I'm sure if it can move through uh, space, it can probably live in the ocean. Well, if you go, if you go more, <laughs> if you stretch the theory that they are from space, but some people believe Atlantis was just that. What you said, just a really advanced civilization from Earth. Yeah, I think they were just more advanced than anyone around them. Yeah. That's all. Which you see that all the time through history. Yeah, of yeah. course. But, I mean, Atlantis is definitely fun to think about, though. I really, I actually see, like the Etruscans. The yeah. Etruscans were really strong. That, those are like the people who were ass-kicking when the Romans were first coming up. Right. So the Romans had to beat up the Etruscans to get like their first piece of land. But those guys were way advanced compared to everyone in Italy. Yeah. And they lived on an island. They lived on, uh, oh, was it Sardinia or whatever? That little island off to the west of mainland Italy. And anyway, it doesn't matter. They lived on an island. They were super advanced. They could kick anyone's ass. They mm-hmm. could move across the ocean. So they could have been Atlantis. Yeah. You know what I possible. mean? Well, and that's what I think too. I almost think that Atlantis Greek is influence. You is, know? Yeah. It would all work out. I think Atlantis is actually like we already know like know the actual place that we consider Atlantis, but for somehow the stories got separated and Atlantis became a separate place, but really it's like Mesopotamia and shit like that. Maybe like maybe. <laughs> you know. Maybe. Like, it's a little more middle Middle Eastern, but maybe. Yeah, but who knows? I mean, with how stories and everything fucking change over the years. It's like a big game of telephone, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's all it is. So uh, I think I think we're pretty much in agreement here about uh, aliens, <laughs> aliens and Atlantis. Atlantis. What else you got? Do you believe that we went to the moon? Well, yeah. Oh, you, like, you mean like the moon oh, landing. was it? St- oh, geez, yeah. Louise, my God, doesn't matter anymore, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, yeah, we went to the fucking moon. Of course we went to the moon. You believe we went in 1969, though, when it was televised and everything? Or do you believe that that was staged, but we went later? Because that's that's one of the no, most if, common. No, if anything, I think we went then and haven't gone back since, if <laughs> <Really>? anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, no, I think we went, man. They talk about what the biggest thing is the flag in that, right? In the picture. Oh, that's one of the Flags waving. yeah. So what they say it's waving, so there's wind. So it can't be, there can't be wind on the moon, right? So how could it be waving? Yeah. Well, the it's made out of metal. It was right. made out of metal, so it would stand up, so it looked good for the picture. Mm-hmm. Well, and not just not just that, but there was a video I watched once where it was going through all the bullet points of why people say the moon landing is fake, right? Uh-huh. And then it actually had, then it would cut to like an like an astrophysicist and he'd take each point to go okay well this is why this happened this is why this happened and the thing the only reason why it's a conspiracy theory is because people just don't know the science because this guy's literally just going through like okay well this is how gravity works this is how this works when you're on the moon and it's this ratio to the just all these fucking reasons are going to be over any average joe's head but if you're a physicist you're like okay well actually all of these things make sense as to why it happened 
You know why I def what really makes me think that we made it to the moon for real? What? Is how much we talk about it. The mm-hmm. government was all about publicizing that shit. They put it on every radio station, every news station. They wanted the whole world to know we got to the moon. Right. So if you're lying, wouldn't you just tell it to, like, your people? You would just want to tell, like, like China or other countries that do propaganda shit. You just tell it to, you don't tell it to the whole world because well, someone's going to look into it and disprove it, make you look stupid. Well, but you also have to remember at the time of when it was happening, it's also very possible that the government could have just been super fucking confident that they were going to get away with it. And in 1969, it's not like you could just go on the air and... <laughs> It's not like you could Sorry. just go on the internet and look up, you know, oh, why is the moon landing fake and look up all the evidence for it? So I don't think they were ever expecting anybody to be able to look into it. So I think they very well, I think the government all the time too does shit that they're being untruthful about, but they'll fucking talk about it all the time. Really? Yeah, we see that all the time, even just with mainstream I think they only media. talk about stuff that's real because... You know, you know, you don't want to like have a big argument about a lie because you're going to get caught. Right. Well, and don't get me wrong. For the most part, I I do uh, agree with you. But just for devil's advocate's sake, the arguments on the other side is well, we also because the reason why they say we faked the moon landing in the first place was because we were on a race to space with Russia, right? Well, yeah, we had to. So yeah, exactly. We had to beat them, and they already sent a man into space before us, so we couldn't allow them to land on the fucking moon before we did. Did he get back? And he did get back. He did get back. I think the animal they sent up before him did not come back. I'm just but. I'm surprised Russia thought that part through. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay, we got him there. Good luck. <laughs> all right, man. It's all you now. But uh, but so people would argue that because of that fact, we were very well trained to publicize it. Plus, if you tell everybody something's true and you get enough people to believe that it's true, even if there are falsities within the claim, like the loudest voice is going to trump over any kind of Hmm. honesty that's there. No pun intended. No pun intended. Um, For sure. So, I mean, I guess there's no way to, like, for me as Matthew Lynn to prove Mm -hmm. the moon landing thing. I don't know enough about science. But I I don't know. I'm just – it's easy for me to accept that we got to the moon legit. Yeah. I I think we did. I was always the same way. And so much technology came out of that. Like, Mm -hmm. if they were faking it, I don't know. We have rockets today. We can right. go to the space today. We want, I mean, Elon Musk does it. Mm-hmm. Well, and we know that I think the reason why there's so much conspiracy around the moon landing is just because, too, that there are there are photos that have come out since the moon landing and, like, test footage before they went to the moon that you can tell was obviously doctored. So, like, there's the original photo, and then there's, like, a photo that they put out in the newspaper at that time. Oh, I definitely think they practiced, and they probably photographed the practice runs. Exactly. So, I think there's a place out here, out near where we live, within a few hundred miles, in, like, the Mojave Desert. Yeah. Where they actually practice um, Mars missions. Yeah, I think the dunes, yeah. Yeah, they made, like, a giant um, dome Mm -hmm. out in the middle of the desert, the dunes. And it's it's funny because it's even like red dirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it kind of, it even looks like your typical pictures of Mars. Are you talking about the biodome thing they made? Well, yeah, they, they can they can change the atmosphere and stuff within that dome. They yeah. can affect it. So they can actually put the, um, the astronauts practicing, they can mm-hmm. put them in their full suits and gear. And of course, they're still going to have gravity. They can't practice that, but right. they can practice taking like all the oxygen out of there, yeah. you know, and just having them be in their suits and, and like move around and practice building shit and stuff in those suits. So I think the place you're thinking of is actually in New Mexico because I think okay. the last space that's just right next door. To yeah, 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 yeah. But they also, and I don't know if this is the same place, but I also know that there's another place similar where there's just like this biodome-esque type of thing in like the middle of the desert and they're trying to test for like colonies on Mars. And they, okay. they put like, I think it was three or four people in this thing and told them you have to stay in here for, I think it was like a year or two. <laughs> like that movie? So, Isn't there literally a movie about that called Biodome? 
Oh yeah, this the comedy, comedy movie, movie yeah, uh, Paul yeah. Shore. So they did that for real, but with actual. <laughs> so they professionals. did that for real, you know. <laughs> okay. And it wasn't actually a dome either, you know. It was like this rectangular prism type of thing that had. But they could affect tubes. everything in there. Yeah. So yeah. they they only grew the the people who were in there couldn't leave. They had to grow food in there. They had to survive with each other in there. They couldn't leave under any circumstances. That was the whole test to see right. could we do this. And they were able to do it. And, of course, they had the usual problems they may would have with roommates, right? At some point, people get on each other's nerves. Oh, you for get sure. bored. Um, the, I believe they said most of what they could eat was just potatoes. So they just ate a lot of potatoes because they were saying— I think if, those are easy to grow. Yeah. So they say that those have the best chance of being something that could grow— on on another planet. Yeah. Yeah. So, and be, it was funny because of that, you know, you are what you eat. It actually changed the pigment of their skin a little bit. So they started to all look much redder. How funny. Because they were just eating potatoes all the time. And it was interesting. This is, and this is a little off topic, but it was interesting because the a woman who was ahead of all of this, she said that when it came time after their time in this uh, biodome thing to go outside she said the air was just rancid. No kidding. Yeah, she said she was inside. Nobody was smoking inside. Nobody was, you know, wearing cologne or you didn't have deodorant, like none of that. So all they had were just like the plants that they grew in that little, uh, you know, micro atmosphere that they had in their yeah, little dome. Yeah, interesting. And then she said that you don't realize all of those other smells that you're constantly getting that when you're absent of them for so long, she walked outside. And of course, there were people there like, woo, you guys made it. And she said it just smelled rancid interesting i thought that was so crazy you know those are the things you don't notice until you're you don't have it until you have a complete natural space to live in you know it made me think of when you were talking about potatoes a second ago and we said Mm -hmm. that things grow better in space than other things and stuff so i read a uh little news article it wasn't anything fancy a couple weeks ago Maybe, maybe a month or two ago now, mm-hmm. that was talking about, so we've brought lots of sprouts up to space and, like, grew them and stuff, but they had the first seed sprout into a sprout in outer space uh, pretty recently. Oh, you mean, like, like in the space station? In the space stuff. station, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, not in outer, not yeah, in that, open that's outer space. Like, we've Absolutely done that? not, <laughs> no. But in a zero-gravity situation on, right. on, like, the space station. And um, it's interesting because the sprout still grew up straight so it didn't grow towards the sun is what you're saying well no that's the whole point is it grew towards the light so when the seed was in the ground Uh it doesn't the gravity doesn't really affect how a seed grows seed doesn't grow downwards into the earth along with gravity the seed can actually even if it's upside down Uh it'll flip itself and it'll it'll find its way up towards the top so it did that in outer space which, I mean, we all expected it to do that, but it confirmed it. It's like, yeah, we're good. We can we can do this. They they act pretty generally similarly than, to what they do on Earth. Interesting. So as long just, as you can put artificial um, climate so, around them, if yeah. you can give them all the nutrients they need, keep them at the right temperature and the right humidity, you can do all that, mm-hmm. it'll grow in no gravity. Well, and I feel like that's how you would end up terraforming a planet is I feel like you would you start with a controlled space right and you grow plants then you make that controlled space a little bigger you grow more plants then you just keep building off of that I would think you would start with like moss or or some kind of spore like a like a fungus or something because then you could just spray it all over in the air Mm -hmm. and it would pretty much coat everything yeah that first like layer going well and I read of a few years ago and I don't know have water yeah. Well, and I read a few years ago, and I don't know what ever happened with this project, but there was this project somebody was working on where they were able to make synthetic plants. So they were basically these things that look like plastic-like uh, stalks of a plant, right? And what was interesting is they're 100% synthetic. So they look like plants, but they're not. They can't grow. But what they do is they'll take in all the carbon dioxide like a plant will and breathe out oxygen. Oh, they built a, a machine that looks like a plant, but really yeah, it's just an yeah. air filtration machine. Yeah, but it's like not like metal or anything. It's very, it's all synthetic. It all looks like a plastic kind of like transparent looking thing. Okay. 
But all right, cool. So they were talking about this would be, if you wanted to terraform a planet, that's what you would do because you could just take these, plant them anywhere, and it's just going to take any carbon dioxide in the air and spit out oxygen. I mean, you can make the same thing as a huge giant box. That's what as, I would as long think, as you right? could get the machine there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I totally believe that. I, I don't think terraforming is like sci-fi stuff. I think that oh, it's, no, no, no. it's legit science. The, the I just only... don't think we've ever tried it. No. Well, <laughs> and I think we've tried it. It's it's just the sci-fi part of it is being able to do it in a grandioso scale like a planet, you know. Can they do it like on Earth? Can they terraform like a desert into it? No, we haven't done that before. I, I mean – you, I mean, you can kind of do it. We've kind of seen it. It's kind of what Justin's trying to do with his backyard, right? Plants are in plants, so you get a microclimate out of yeah. it. So I think that's in its own way, like terraforming. But I mean, in order to terraform, like you'd need a control space to really see if you're trying to do like an outside space to know like if yeah. the terraforming's working. So the only way I could see them doing that is if you had like this giant, you know, almost like a, a, a box the size of a studio of like a desert climate and then you go in there and you're like okay can we actually turn this around and make it you know to where there's more carbon dioxide in the air than oxygen just by this that or the other thing and i think that's how they would test those terraforming questions but interesting but i'm no expert that's on terraforming really fascinating. <laughs> i but mean yeah, they're we... gonna have to figure it out if we're gonna get to mars right that's, that's kind of part of it and that's unless we're... we're just gonna have domes all over the place well and i think that's how it's going to start and that's why i said that you gotta once get people there you gotta get yeah. hands and feet on the ground right? but then once you have those domes constantly everywhere and all those domes are constantly terraformed to a human you know, a human friendly climate, well, you just start expanding those domes until eventually it just encompasses no. the whole planet. This this may be a given, but I just thought it's like, so step one, before you even can start terraforming something, you have to put an atmosphere around it. Yes. Right? Otherwise, as soon as you take these domes off, as soon as you open the dome, everything just gets sucked into space. It just gets frozen immediately. Right. So you have to put like a shell around Mars first. You have to have like a bubble around it, like what we have here on Earth. Right. You got to get that atmosphere. So I think that's that's an issue. I don't know if we can create an atmosphere. Well, well, I think you can. I think the way that they would do it is, first of all, just doing the first thing I said, where you create these domes, a climate gets created in these domes that's human-friendly. You uh -huh. expand on these domes. Now, uh -huh. so let's say you have a bunch of these all over the planet, Let's say you've right? literally covered the entire surface of Mars with, these domes. with domes. Let's just okay. be outrageous. Okay. So now let's say – so then I think what you would do is in between each of those domes – you have these machines that are terraforming the air, bringing in the carbon dioxide and spitting out oxygen. And I, so I think at some point, years and years and years and years down the line, of course, you'll be able to get to this point to where the air in Mars is going to be terraformed enough. It'll overtake it. To where when you take the domes off of these civilizations now, they're going to be able to mesh together and create this complete other climate on Mars. So I get that, but uh -huh. am I mistaken in thinking, I'm, I might be wrong, that so as you're turning this carbon dioxide into oxygen, uh -huh. does that oxygen hang out in the air or does it, doesn't it just fly out into space? Does no, it just get I, sucked into outer space? No, I think it hangs out in the air. It hangs out in the air? Yeah, it hangs out in the air. If that's the case, then I agree with you. I yeah. think eventually you'd be able to overtake it and kind of how we're overtaking our atmosphere with carbon. Yeah, exactly. And it's heating it up. But I kind of thought the only reason we can do that here on Earth is because we have the like the ozone layer and stuff. We have stuff that's holding it in. Well, Mars has that too, though. Mars does have that yeah. too. Okay, so, then yeah. Yes, because all of those all those are is just a – look at it as a shield to protect us from you know the sun's magnetic rays. All right. planets kind of develop that. The ones that don't are things like the moon, you know, other planet moons and things oh, like that. And okay. So we do have that. What's happening is it's like planets like Venus has that too. That's why all their carbon dioxide doesn't fly out into space. It stays, it stays in the planet. Within like a mile or two off the ground, right? Yeah, exactly. Or, okay. or not a mile or two, but like, you know, it'll hit that stratosphere and it won't leave. It'll stay. So Okay. Well, if that's the case, then I think absolutely. The yeah. bubble theory would totally work. I think Eventually, would... you could pump enough oxygen into the atmosphere to overtake mm -hmm. it. 
And seeing what we've seen these days, like yesterday we were talking about there's that giant cloud machine that I said could make it rain, or you're talking about how the Chinese have something with Yeah, they got the rain cannon, dude. Yeah. They shoot silver into the air. So if all of a sudden now you start creating a bunch of those, and every hour they're just shooting this giant cloud of oxygen into the air or whatever it is. Oh, Oh, go ahead. And you're just creating – and then so you have that as well as these machines down below that are sucking in the carbon dioxide and spitting out oxygen – well, arguably, you'd be able to terraform, but you would also need to create bodies of water to help that process also. So we're talking about China, and they have the weather cannon. Yes. Okay. So China likes to develop all kinds of stuff and call it cannons, okay, even <laughs> when they're actually not. Okay. Have you heard of, and talking about conspiracy theories, have you heard of their internet cannon? No. So the Chinese stated a few years back, okay, I remember this. They told the whole world, they said, we have a cyber weapon uh-huh. that they called the, the internet cannon. But it's not literally a metal cannon that you shoot projectiles with. It has nothing to do with actually shooting things. Okay. It's most likely like a program or some kind of software or something. Right. But they're like, we have this cyber weapon that if we use, will wipe out all of the internet wherever we aim it at. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And they didn't show it to anyone. They didn't like test it for the whole world to see. They, they just, just said, said we have it. they just said we've been working on this for a long time and we finally got it. Okay. Watch out. And then you never really heard anything else about it after that. Right. It kind of just went away. But what you did start to hear a lot about ever since then is all these Chinese hackings going on. Okay. All of a sudden China's hacking everything. They're hacking the government. They're hacking Apple. They're hacking Facebook. They're blah, 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 blah. So, it's just interesting. You know, you never heard about the internet cannon. No, nothing at all about it. No, never. Dude, if there's a conspiracy that I think might be true, it's that. I I think that the Chinese might have like a cyber weapon, like well, a nuclear bomb for the internet. Well, that kind of goes with a theory that you told me about a while ago, where we were discussing like how World War Three would be fought. Oh yeah. And you were saying that it would be a cyber war. You know? Yeah, I don't think that. I think the next big war is not. It doesn't have to do with bullets. It's not bullets. It's not it's bombs. It's going to be it's, technology. So I was always taught, my dad was a military guy, he always said that we're always prepared for the last war. Okay. So after World War One, we built all the tanks in the world. We could fucking beat World War One over and over. Uh-huh. After World War Two, we were all ready to fight World War Two again. We could have taken on the whole world ten times over. Right. But wars changed. They became terrorist tactics they became a few guys with a razor blade can take a a plane and crash it you know what i mean so all of a sudden all these tanks and million man armies that didn't matter anymore now you need special forces Mm -hmm. now three navy seals can do more work than a whole army army of a thousand guys you know what i mean so the wars change you're always ready for the last one Mm -hmm. so right now we're ready for door-to-door combat we're very good at going into a town going through every building, clearing it, like because that's what we've had to do for the last 20 years in the Middle East. Right. The next one's not going to be like that. I think the next one, you're going to literally wake up one day and your lights are not going to turn on. You, mm. All the power is going to be out. Your phone won't work. It's just going to be everywhere. Dude, people will die in droves. It'll be crazy. Like, I don't wish this, obviously. It's right. horrible, and I hope it, I'm wrong, and this never, ever happens. But. Right. I think if you shut the power off to the city of Phoenix for two weeks, mm-hmm. okay, and they could not get it back on, I think by day three, people would start dying. Oh, I think so, like, too. Like, by the thousands. I mean, think about, we've only mentioned things like, you know, your lights don't turn on, cell phone doesn't work, this, that, or the other thing, but then Do, you don't realize, like, your fridge isn't going to cool your food. You only have the gasoline that's in your your vehicle mm-hmm. because everyone's going to the gas stations to get gas right away. Yep. Okay. And nothing's even going to start blowing up. They're not going to blow up the stores. Or not gonna, nothing. It's all going to be fine, but it's going to turn into a ghost town yeah. after a few weeks. You won't be able to go to your job. Nobody It'll be, able to be more valuable to go live in the hills where there's running water mm-hmm. and game to hunt. People will go back to that because the cities will not be habitable without electricity. So if we – because we're talking about if cyber warfare was almost kind of the the start of the war, right? So like the, the, the attack on America would be turning off our electricity, right? You don't know who did it though. Right. You, okay. So Surprise you don't know who did it. So how do you think America would respond to such an attack? 
Well, I think immediately you got to get your internet back up. You got to get your electricity. So right. if they can't get it back up on the entire grid very quickly, they're going to, I think there's already plans in place for strategic internet. They can already, they have planes and all those planes do is fly in a giant circle, a uh-huh. five mile radius, and everything within that circle will have internet. Like we can, we can already do that kind of stuff. Okay. So you'll see strategic power, strategic internet go up real quickly for communication because okay. you can't fight a war without communication. Right. Um, then you got to have a counter espionage. You got to figure out who did it to you, so you know who to start targeting. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're const- if you're being constantly attacked, if they keep putting the pressure on, if all of a sudden the water stops, and it's going to get to a point where you just start attacking everyone. You're right. just going to start shutting everyone's internet because I think we could do anything they can do. Yeah. So you're just going to say, okay, China, Iran, Syria, Russia, all of you motherfuckers. It's one of you guys. You're all getting turned off. Now, if you can figure out who did it specifically, or if they uh-huh. announce who did it, then obviously you can target just them. So it's got to be um, equal or more powerful force. So let's say that we know who did it, right? So let's say we know it was China. Oh, it's that, China. Oh, okay. You're going to go for the big boy. Yeah. So let's okay. say we knew that China specifically was the one who just turned off all of America's power, right? Mm-hmm. So do you think we would respond with that by putting boots in ch- down in China, or if do we you- can, can you do that without power? Well, can you get ten thousand human beings across the Pacific Ocean without electricity? Well, assuming what you were saying that the military has, you know, strategic yeah. electricity and internet oh, powers, oh, I put think into with, place. within within a few hours there would be special forces on the ground. Uh, okay. In whatever country it so is, so that's what I was asking. Uh, like, you know, would yes. we respond with that, or would we respond with just like, well, we're going to turn your internet off? You no, know? generally, um, you start with communications. You right. want to get there's a thing called an OODA loop, um, okay. and it's so that the military is all about acronyms, right? Uh, which is like each the first letter of every word. Yeah, yeah, they put yeah. that together and make a word out of it. So there's one called OODA loop, uh-huh. and I forget what exactly it stands for, but what that is is it's the concept of getting into your enemy's head. Right. Um, making it chaos for them so that they can't move their pieces around on the board. Okay, so the first thing you do is take out t- telecommunications so they can't call each other. Um, whoever's in charge can't give orders, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, the next thing you would go for is money right. and supplies. So yeah, instantly within a few hours, dude, it would be just like Iraq, Afghanistan. It, they would it would be turned off. They'd mm-hmm. be cutting all the lines. They'd be assassinating motherfuckers. Yes. Now, do I think we'd have a full-scale invasion attack on them with ships and military personnel? And <laughs> Not in the first year, probably. <laughs> no. No way, dude. It'd be a lot of shooting missiles at each other if, if the systems work. Right. True. Um, I mean, you can take—I'm no expert, okay? But I would certainly imagine that you could take a Bradley tank or, or a— a tank from the United States military. Right. And if you could get the right frequency or the right IP address, what I bet from a computer at your house, you can turn that tank on and off. Yeah, you can make it so true. that they can't turn that tank on. Right. So how, what does it matter if you have the largest guns and the most ammo in the world mm-hmm. if you can't get it across the ocean? You got to get it there to start shooting at them, right? Right. So it'd be a lot of Air Force. It'd be a lot of Navy. We have a, the hugest Navy in the world. We would use that. I feel like that would all, I feel like cyber warfare would almost the way that it would get implemented more than likely isn't necessarily another country saying we're going to attack you by doing this. I think it's going to be due to nuclear tension being high and the response is okay, well we're really scared that Russia's going to nuke us so we're just going to turn off their shit. You know what I mean? Oh, I do know what you mean. I think that we're past the days of of mad, mutually assured destruction, that whole oh, yeah. scare. And I, I, I think that nuclear weaponry is kind of a thing of the past. Yeah. Uh, it's one um, of those we all have it, so nobody wants well, to use it. <laughs> like I said, I don't think it's about blowing stuff up anymore. Right. I think that, you know, there's enough players in the game now who can blow shit up at a, at a, at a whim. You know, it's not going to be about that. It's going to be, like you said, turning it off before the missiles can even leave. Okay. Interesting. So speaking of like terrorist attacks and things, and you actually brought up, you know, 9-11, that's, oh, yeah. that's a big conspiracy theory where a lot of people think that's an inside job. What it do you think certainly about that? is. Um, well, 9-11 is interesting. I actually did quite a bit of research on it when it first happened. I did too. Um, when I was younger. I remember 9-11 the day it happened, man. I know a lot of us do. Yeah. But um, 
there's a lot to be said about it. So I did, I remember reading things that talked about the gentleman who leased, who owned the uh, the Twin Towers. Okay. The, when the World Trade Center, when it was two towers, okay. Um, so those buildings originally were owned by the state. Right. Okay, they were, they were built by the state. Um, they got a little rundown. They weren't the most well-kept, okay. So when things like that happen, um, rich investors, you know, like Donald Trump does this a lot too. He's known, this is how he makes his money uh-huh. in the past. They'll come in and they'll say, hey, I'll take this building off your hands. Sometimes they pay for it when they're really savvy. Sometimes they could get it for free. But they say, I'll maintain this building. I'll take care of it. It'll be still part of the community. I'll put lots of people to work, blah, blah, blah. So I did hear things that the guy who took over the Twin Towers signed a contract for like 100 years. He talked the state into like a 100-year-long contract. Okay. So it's in theory, it would still be the same guy who owns that land and owns this new tower today. Okay. okay, in theory. And I, is that like out of the ordinary? A hundred year contract is out of the ordinary. Okay. Yes, that's that's very, very long. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I figure, um, but you never know. That's out of the ordinary, yes. So he got that, okay, and they're like, whatever. And then I also heard have heard things about that shortly before 9-11 actually struck, uh-huh. shortly being within a few years before, um, the insurance policies on the Twin Towers were raised to over double what the towers were actually valued at. Okay. So let's say the towers were $1 billion for each tower. So $2 billion for the combined effort. Let, right. Let's just make up a, a number for easy. Right. Um, so a few years before 9-11 actually kicked off, this guy who owned them, the rich investor, said, I want a $6 billion insurance policy. Mm-hmm. And the state fucking laughed at him and said, why? You want to pay three times as much? I mean, imagine the the monthly rates on a $6 billion insurance yeah. policy. It's it's tens of millions of dollars. So they're like, fuck yeah, we'll give that to you. Whatever, dummy. Gave it to him and then come a few years later, cashed out like a motherfucker. Right. Um, just real quick here, another big one that I've heard of is um, – market manipulation, stock market manipulation that happened. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty well-known fact that the the floor of the tower that was hit the hardest by the plane, okay? There was multiple planes that hit the tower, both the tower. But the one that hit the hardest, okay, actually smashed through a floor of the building that was nothing but servers, okay? So it was computer servers. Mm-hmm. And on these computer servers, they later found were records of transactions of thousands, tens of thousands of um, stock exchanges happening, people buying and selling stocks. Well, my boys, the French, mm-hmm. have some of the best um, forensics mm-hmm. in the entire world, even better forensics than we do here in the US. So they actually found a hard drive, like a, a hard disk from one of these servers in the rubble when the tower was crashed and they sent it over to our boys in France and in France they were actually able to take this melted hard drive and find files on it that were um, defense contractors companies that had to do with security um, companies that had to do like Smith and Wesson um, Lockheed Martin people who make jet airplanes and bombs and stuff tens of thousands of transactions went off the morning of 9-11 of buying all of these security companies who no one was really into. And I believe also the vice president at the time had his own security company that was pretty big. I forget the name of it now, but it was very chic at the time. So it's just interesting because all of these things that were invested in the morning of 9-11 went way up through the roof the night of Mm 9-11 because a war was declared shortly after, which means a lot more bullets were bought, a lot more jet engines were made, a lot more bombs were made. So it was it was very interesting. One could piece together that some highly influential people got together, planned this out, decided to buy a lot of companies that weren't very valuable, um, then just tried to destroy the evidence and didn't destroy quite enough of the evidence. So it sounds like you think it was an inside job. I do. You do. I do. Interesting. I do. 
But I also don't think that it was Iraq or Afghanistan. I think it was Saudi Arabia. I think most who, people uh, are who in piloted agreement. the whole thing. Yeah. Which actually, if you look at it in the world today, I'm not highly, highly versed on politics, but Saudi Arabia is generally our friends. They're kind yeah. of our, they're our frenemies. They're, yeah, they are our good. friends on paper, but they fuck us over all the time, yeah. and we fuck them over. That's a good way to put it. So, I too have just done, opinions, though, folks. Just opinions. Just opinions. So I too. Uh, uh, when 9-11, around the time when the first half, or I should say when I was old enough to grasp what 9-11 yeah, was. start putting right? it together. Yeah, because yeah. I think I was 11 when 9-11 happened. Oh, yeah, we were young. And I, too, started to do research and stuff. And <laughs> you're right. There, When you look back, there are some fishy things that went on. There are people who got greedy at a very convenient time to get greedy. For sure. You know? But at the same time, I I really don't think it was an inside job. Now, a couple possibilities that I think happened is I think it is possible that some people higher up on the totem pole had an idea of what was going to happen that day before it happened. So like, but like, I'm not talking about like, oh, they knew a week before. I'm talking like hours somehow they were able to Well, they know. actually were. It's actually general truth that they were tipped off weeks before. Oh, is it? Um, okay. Yeah, they're actually so. Not not to cut you off too much, but just real quick, it's important. Okay. These pilots, the ones who took over the plane with the razor blade and crashed them. Right. So those people, they actually they the, were trained here, right? They were trained in the United yeah. States. They came over here to our flight schools, mm-hmm. and the guy who was giving them the lessons, the the flight trainer, uh-huh. actually noticed that these guys did not want to know how to take off, and they did not want to learn how to land a plane. They only wanted to pay and take the lessons that were flying the plane. And he thought that was really, really fucking weird. Mm -hmm. And he actually called. It got to a point where he called the FBI and told them, hey, he didn't say, I have some brown people or I have some Middle Eastern, because that wasn't a thing before that. Nobody cared. But he said, I have some folks here, and they only want to learn how to fly a plane. They don't want to learn how to take off or land. Right. And it's pretty well known. The FBI said, yeah, we'll look into it and never did shit about it. Okay. So they actually were fully tipped off. Okay, so there you go. So they were, <laughs> so they were fully tipped off. So arguably there were people who had a pretty good idea something was going to happen soon, right? Right. And then so I think that just due to piece of shit humans and humans being greedy and stuff there were people who took advantage of that knowledge beforehand and then it paid off when you know that makes a lot more sense Mm -hmm. logically doesn't it if you're highly influential and you're getting these briefings and you don't really think of it as oh it's not insider knowledge it's not like a trader told me this it's just you know some guy and now i happen to know something i'm gonna go make a quick side trade i'll be back guys yeah and i think it's very possible that there were a lot of people who took advantage who maybe were tipped off but i don't think anybody was tipped off and said like hey there's gonna be a bunch of terrorists and they're all gonna fly planes in respected places in america i think maybe people were just told oh there there may or may not be a a major terrorist attack that could ruffle some feathers coming up soon. You know what I mean? See, I I personally, I I think that that's logical. That could have Mm -hmm. happened. But I personally think that even the president woke up that morning and said, what the fuck? I I think it was a total surprise to every single person. Okay, see, and and that's my next argument also, is I think it's more likely that 9-11 happened, nobody knew it was going to happen, it was totally unplanned. You would never let that. It's like letting Pearl Harbor happen. Exactly. You can't let that happen. So I think that happened, and then after it happened, you had these officials who said, oh, well, I mean, this sucks, but... We're also kind of in this very convenient situation where we can burn files or this can go missing now or we can take advantage of this. I can see that. And I think that's what happened. We didn't orchestrate the attack, but fuck, did we take advantage of the fact that we were attacked? Well, it's just a hell of a lucky coincidence for them that the plane decided to hit in the perfect spot for them to do that. Well, what a lucky, lucky coincidence. Exactly. And that's, I mean, that's where the conspiracies come from. (laughs) 
But I mean, because there was, because there are, like I said, there are a lot of shady stuff. Like I know they're one of the biggest uh, conspiracies with it. It was the fall of, I think it was called building, building nine or building five, but it was this building that was actually a few blocks away from the trade center. And it's funny because I remember specifically watching this on the news when it happened when I was 11 and now I can't ever find the footage. But it was just the newscasters were just showing, you know, uh, just different parts of New York and just showing what was happening. Uh And they just happened to be having a static shot in this one, you know, corner of New York. And there was this building, I want to call it, it was called Building 9. And it just imploded, just like the the two trade centers did. But this Uh was blocks away. Oh, wow. Nothing so, ran into it? Nothing ran into it. So now the argument with it is just due to – because I think it fell after the two trade centers That's actually That's probably like fell. a sinkhole or something, dude, from the fucking waves. Right. But this happened to be a building that I think had like uh, recorded all of like the FBI's debt and like oh, a bunch of – that's convenient. Yeah, a lot of convenient <laughs> things. Now that one, that one, if anything, might be the government like knocking it down and be like, whoops. That See, one, that one fell down too. That's Whoops. exactly what I mean. So there, I believe, but the actual yeah. towers, bro, and like they hit the fucking Pentagon. Yeah, they ran one of those bitches into the Pentagon, and then they were about to hit the White House, but Southwest got the greatest commercial of their entire career for mm-hmm. the rest of their life. Yeah, those dudes beat the shit out of them and crashed yep. the plane rather than yep. hit the White House. So going back to the Pentagon, because there's big controversy about the Pentagon being hit because they say you can't yeah. see the plane, you can't see any rubble from the plane. There wasn't footage of the well, plane. Well, you could definitely hitting. see the, the building fucked up. Right. There's lots of pictures of the whole side of the building ripped off. Well, and that's what I wanted to ask you about. We do have the pictures of the building actually fucked up, but there's no like security footage of the plane actually hitting. There's no uh they they argue that there was no like plane rubble, like you didn't see any remnants from the plane so do you think that one particularly maybe was staged or do you think that was just just unfortunately we just didn't get the footage or the rubble Um, so i will say i do have a very hard time believing that our nation's military headquarters Uh the number one headquarters where all of the top ranked officials in our entire military hang out Uh uh-huh I do have a really hard time believing that someone could even throw a rock in there and hit that building with a rock. Right. Okay. I like to imagine, as an American citizen who's never been in the military, I like to imagine that we are all seeing, all powerful, and there's like an invisible dome around that building. And if anything touches it, it gets electrocuted and blows up, right? Right. But now I also live in reality, and I know we're fucking humans. Mm -hmm. And I know that... The day of 9-10, the day before 9-11, nobody gave a fuck all about any of this stuff, okay? The world was a very different place on September 10th. Right. Okay. So you got these guys. Let's say there is all this security, and there are these missiles who could shoot down anything, but there's got to be a button that gets pushed by a guy. Right. And the dude's jerking off or getting a blowjob or going to lunch. or And it happened like that. It just – I think that there was – footage of it or there was some kind of indication like hey a plane's about to hit one of the most important buildings in our whole country right and it fell through the cracks i think it literally fell through the cracks yeah mm-hmm. and, and that's usually my argument with it a lot too i i just tell people i'm like look i understand there's been years and years of this <laughs> you could argue evidence that's come out saying that it was an inside job but i Dude, just human error have you ever heard another crazy human error story? Huh. Um, it has to do with Russia. Okay. I heard this story that during the Cold War, um, you know, we had nuclear missiles aimed at Russia and Russia had nuclear missiles aimed at us. Right. And we le- we legitimately thought that one side could shoot them off at any moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was mutually assured destruction. So I don't exactly know how our system was, but the Russian setup was there was two buttons. Right. And there was a guy with a key and another guy with a key. So both of these people had to decide to shoot the missiles off at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a day where both the keys were in the hands of one of the generals, okay? He, and he had to be the guy with both the keys that day right. for whatever fucking reason. Well, that day, the sirens went off. He was at work. He was doing his thing. He was in his headquarters and the fucking siren, but not the play ones, Adam, like not the test. The real The ones. real, like, 
America just shot their missiles, and the missiles are in the sky right now, and they're going to hit in three minutes. And this guy, and we know now that there were none. We didn't actually shoot any missiles, right? Right. So it was an error. It was literally an error in the system, and the real thing went off, and this guy actually had to sit there for probably the longest, most agonizing minutes of his life. And wait for the call. No. No. It was his choice to shoot the missiles or not. He had to choose whether he was going to push the button. And something made him not push the button. He couldn't do it. He said no. He didn't push it. And it ended up, thank God he didn't. He saved from a nuclear disaster. Right. But, yeah, it was literally – it wasn't like a test or what would you do or – it just – red started flashing. And they're they're on their way. What do you do? And with things like 9-11 especially, those are those things where it's like, just as you said, I think there was human error and all the evidence that people are finding now is just those humans trying to cover their ass because they made a fucking error. Fuck yeah, dude. I've been working in the Trade Center for 15 years. I got three more years to go. I'm retired. Yeah, You know, I don't want to fuck this up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's real, dude. That's So it kills me with some of these conspiracy theories that people believe, but... Like, I agree with you, though. I think a lot of it's human error. I think a lot of it is I think humans just like to believe what we want to believe. And if oh, yeah. we, we got to explain everything. Yeah. Now. So if all of a sudden we decide – and I, I think with, like, things like 9-11, too, it's – I think a lot of it comes from just people being so – dumbfounded that somebody decided to hijack planes Dude, and, they you, and kamikaze they the fucking us. country. Yeah. So the people are like, nope, there's no way that ha- – like there has to be shit around this. They want a higher explanation for it. No, no. We just got sucker punched, dude. Yeah. Well, fuck. We uh, we didn't even – we got to two. We got to two of the conspiracy. Two conspiracy theories. Well, we might have to do another conspiracy we episode. We will definitely have to do another conspiracy theory episode. <laughs> But this was fun, though. We we got to Mars for a little bit, too. We started talking about terraforming Mars. We always and... end up either with Disney, we talk about Disney, or we talk about space. Ugh. It always ends there. One day we'll have to have a, a space Disney episode for the people. Disney in space. I love it. Save it for another day. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, you can find us on all the social media platforms. And we also still have a GoFundMe.com forward slash Hardly Millennial page that you can go visit and donate some money if you are willing. Um, As always, though, we always appreciate you guys listening and we love everybody. We are at 40 subscribers now. We hit 40 today. Thank you so much, guys. Keep sharing it with your friends. Just got 10 more until we reach 50. And Matthew, any final words? We'll see you tomorrow, guys. We'll see you tomorrow, guys. Have a lovely day.